This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. song that isn't really finished you know it needs another verse to it still but um it's got a little bit of it there and uh, when i go home late at night this is a song that i really like to sing right now so i'll play it for you it's uh called my old man Gets it back from Davis. Goalkeeper was that quickly. Davis with the strike off the underside of the crossbar. Birmingham survive. Villa inches away from taking the lead in this game. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me, Mr. Rogers of the TheVillaUnderground.com. Welcome. Hello, hello, on this fine Derby evening. So how was your preparation for the Derby? Were you up at six drinking Carlsberg or Carling? <laughs> no, I was up at six changing an 18 months bottom. Fantastic. The peak of living. I went to a concert at the Birmingham Academy Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Ah. Only because my friend is engaged to uh, the singer. Mm-hmm. Well, the young, the younger of the two singers. So uh, I got guesties, but I, I got back about midnight, and then I was up until five uh, getting the last podcast out. Yeah, sorry about that. Because there's a few days, uh, we I think we recorded it later in the week. And, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, actually, I, f- I felt, because I didn't want to go to the game. I, I didn't want to be penned in after the game. I mean, I've met the police, so I know all the arrangements and... Uh, doesn't sound like my idea of a fun afternoon and and I, to be honest with you i can't stand 12 o'clock games because no. i'm a night i'm a night person i mean my experience of the blues has been i mean i went on the i went on the incoming night and that yeah. was interesting in the ground and terrifying outside the ground but also the the, the 12 o'clockers since it were it was a mixed bag because there, there were some pretty poor dour games in there for the Villa, but also the, yeah. the, hem, the hemming in for hours and hours on end afterwards is yeah. not and that, I mean, the night, night ones I don't mind, but uh, it's just that, I mean, 12... I actually uh, I fell asleep at 8 o'clock in the morning or half 8 or something. <laughs> just a bit late And I, I was like, have I got, have I got enough energy to uh, put my alarm on to wake me up in time for this 12 o'clock? And, and I didn't. I just crashed out. Then I woke up, looked at my watch uh, and my arm and it was a quarter to one and I said oh how can I do my ultimate player ratings now <laughs> <laughs> they're not as good but, as mine. Uh, 
Um, but uh, <laughs> but luckily, uh, I haven't got a digital watch, so it's an old school watch. So I hadn't put in the extra hour, so analog. I was good. Your life is completely analog. Yeah, I was yeah. analog, and uh, I had yeah. a nice little. Uh, well, it was like actually ten to uh, ten to twelve, so it's perfect timing. So you my, time travelled really. My uh, my body clock is switched to Villa games. <laughs> Welcome to Jet and Axe Jungle. G'day, Villa fans. I'm back. You join me on the wild plains of St Andrews, but there's nothing saintly about this fortress of Ted's. The stench, crikey, it's overwhelming. It's an eye-watering combination of unwashed carcasses and consensual inbreeding. The local savages have fashioned primitive weapons, claret and blue daubed clappers. So far, we've resisted a barrage of missiles, but I couldn't save my apprentice, Glenn Whelan. His reputation is in the gutter after falling down and bleeding in public. I'm one of the lucky escapees. 2,100 brave souls were left trapped in the sty. Pray for them and to the god of beards, will ya? Let's go into the three things Mm. that we notice. And actually, they're all related to the game. First point, number one, clappers. Oh, what a bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, but, you know, lots of people are saying now. Blues fans were putting pictures of those clappers out days on ago. social media days ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I spotted it, <laughs> and I, mean, I wrote an article of a, a Vengloss view taking the mickeys. It's basic, but you know, it's satire, but it's basically sending a message. And the message was: this is a ridiculous idea. They're just going to be thrown at players and fans. I thought Blues fans would make cardboard aeroplanes out of them and throw them at the Villa end because they, you know, they carry. Oh, they were perfect projectiles. But I kind of overestimated. I overestimated their ability to build paper aeroplanes. So uh, (laughs) they just they just saw it as a club and just threw it without even taking the elastic band off. I mean, (laughs) I I once such a. I wish I'd been in the room when they one they were working through the idea of it being a good idea uh, and and that sort of self. I don't even know what the the self validation of yeah yeah yeah. I've got I've got a great idea for the Villa game. We're going to get some uh, things that they can uh, throw on the pitch and. uh, Probably get us a fine. And uh, oh, 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 no, 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 Sebastian, we need to make them claret and blue. Claret and blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really good idea, too. It's just like, oh. And uh, oh, uh, I saw Leicester do it once and uh, very, very <laughs> successful. They won the league title, don't you know, against all the odds. And then he goes back, or she goes back to their respective partner at night. Honey, I certainly earned my money today with this great idea of uh, bringing clappers into uh, St. Andrews. It'll really liven up the, the atmosphere for uh, Sky TV cameras. They're bringing in their flamethrowers at the start of the game. It's going to be a big TV success. <laughs> but this is the I mean, it's the same argument. It's like modern, modern day football. The people now working behind the scenes. It's the same people who thought it was a good idea to speak on behalf of the club and say, here are the top five signings Aston Villa have made Ugh. and put it on Twitter Cringe. which uh, I'm sure Steve Bruce is going to be very pleased about that I'm sure the Villa players are going to be pleased that they're graded by their own club in the, the public domain mm. it's peop- people who really don't understand the just the essence and it's, it's hard to explain isn't it because it's just common sense of what football is it's common sense to football fans and I think that, that that's the thing that when, when they thought let's put 20,000 clappers in the stadium. Not only clappers, if they're used properly, properly annoying, it's up there with the Vuvuzela, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But actually, you've armed 20,000 people with something. Like, and and <laughs> let's let's say in the top five of most savage fans in uh, English football. Savage. I mean, I'll, I'll give them that one. I'll give them that, that rep. 
But yeah, that's what you can uh, I couldn't believe. I was actually thinking, if I write this story, and this is like midweek, I was like, if I write this story, some person's going to see it and go, oh my God, he's got a point. Mm. And then they'll claim the glory with this great decision. So I thought, I'd let this one ride. And I'll release the story on the day, you know, in the morning before the game. Just to sh- just to so I can say, eh, see, told you so, you fucking idiot. <laughs> But as you say, it's like you are arming the fans. What's going to happen? Well, of course they're going to be thrown at players. It's uh, what happens when a fan goes on the pitch. He gets a he gets a three year or lifetime ban. Mm-hmm. What happens when a marketing executive makes a dumb decision where <laughs> players are getting bombarded <laughs> by missiles? I do think that'll they, be a you know, difficult hits, meeting on Monday for him. <laughs> hits it hits him in the eye. I mean, I'm going to blow this one up and say, you know. Fangos on the pitch, lifetime ban. I mean, whoever came up with that idea should be sacked. Full stop. <laughs> uh, I mean, I went to these police meeting. You know how to make things safe for uh, for Villa supporters, how to get to the ground and back to the ground, and you know yada yada yada, which we'll talk about in the, in a second. But uh, you know, and then the most glaringly obvious mistake rears its head, and you just think, you know, why, why do we bother, people? Why do we bother? <laughs> Number two. I saw uh, pictures of uh, the, the B6 project, and, you know, these guys, uh, I mean, for my taste, a little bit sanitised because you could argue that the club, uh, they're just saving the club money because the club, you know, sometimes other clubs put on things like flags and whatever. But regardless, at least at least it's people having a go, and, and mm. Uh, mm. you know, some of the flags are, are pretty good. And uh, so I saw... Uh, pictures on social media of b6 project flags people with them and i thought oh, you know that's cool like some people who have gone on coaches have they've been given out these free flags uh, sorry free scarves and i thought oh, that's you know that's good i mean they're, they're not a group as such but at least it's kind of getting the word out and you know that can only help to build to something you know bigger and better and then i see unibet it's a half and half scarf with unibet on the other side in green in green so you start to think it's a classic example just, of something a good idea executed those fans have been but... taken advantage of mm. they've just been taken mm. advantage of there by somebody just promoting their wares a, a betting company thing. promoting their wares and it's like as it goes back to the same thing as people in this modern day football don't really give a fuck about the supporters I mean they just blatantly use those supporters who thought oh at least we're getting the word out here that's you know kind of innocently thinking at least it'll boost the profile of B6 projects but really, they've just been taken advantage of by Unibet making out they're done with the fans. Take the view, as you were saying at the beginning, that they've got their own thing running and it you know, maybe livens things up a bit. It's a bit different. And a faceless corporate entity has hijacked it Yeah. in this instance. And I say that I'm going to park the bit about B6 because I think that their intentions are probably great. What I just thought was, especially with the one the, when the, the scarves are being held up, that everyone behind them would only see a Unibet logo in a, yeah and i just think that if unibet had any these corporate companies had any sense of you know social good they would drop the fucking branding off it just give them a thousand scars that's you yeah, know give them, no one's issues with b6 it's the fact that it's given the it's scarves, not goodwill it's not goodwill yeah it's not goodwill at all it's like you you bastards <laughs> You know, if the as a company your ego is so big that it has to be, then you can't do it as a goodwill gesture and and you know take some let's say take some plaudits on social media or whatever. You could have like just have the label Unibet or something. Mm-hmm. You know the little yet. Or just say you know scarf. sponsored by sponsored by or, yeah. know, on on like whatever promo. I just felt ugh. Yeah, it's and you know people uh, talk about the half and half scarves. I mean, half and half scarves. At least it's about the two teams that are playing a particular <laughs> game. So the scarf is, in one respect, it's celebrating that game. So it is a kind of valid souvenir. But this is just supporters walking around essentially as advertising. Mm-hmm. 
It's sad. It's sad. And I mean, hopefully they won't let that happen again. I mean, Unibet have been paying most of the social media accounts to basically push out their wares on yep. social media. Yep. They wanted to do some stuff with me, but I've never, I, I never agreed to anything just because, I mean, everybody needs sponsors and things like that to exist. But I mean, I'd rather scrimp as I have been doing than uh, kind of sell out in any way. Yeah, yeah. So become a patron and help support the principled. Go to myomansaid.com and click on patron because I mean we say I say these things but it is essential to have support to support because then you can tell people to fuck off when uh, <laughs> when they come to you with these kind of CD CD intentions and they want to uh, be down with the supporters when they, they don't give a fuck you know they're wearing their their tight blue chinos and their brown brogues walking around <laughs> pretending they're in Mad Men. I, I mean, mean it's I all a, bullshit. So I take a real low level view of all this stuff. And this is the real deal. This is principled fucking it, football supporting. So get get behind it, people. It is. It's proper football support. And and the other thing about it is is that I speak for myself here is that I can post anything I want to to my website because I don't yeah. have to worry that it doesn't fit with the agenda of a betting company or or otherwise. Whether that does me any favors, I don't know. But it it is independent. And people. Uh, who are keen listeners of this podcast and regular listeners, you may have, I mean, sometimes we, we throw in uh, joke sketches and sometimes we you know throw in joke ads like we did in the last, apologies uh, for getting that last episode out a little late, but, uh, you know, we did Gabby power and, took, and took, took the piss out of Paddy power. I'm not expecting them to give me any sponsorship anytime soon. Why would you want it? Yeah, it's it's not worth uh, it. Um, you know, and also we knew this Unibet was coming and how they were operating. And you know, we did a the Negatron sketch about Samba rhymes with Mamba. Uni, uh, Unibet dildos was was a riff on uh, how they would get into you know promote football in any which way to be you know down with it. And lo and behold, and lo and behold, the half and half Unibet scarf appeared. Right, anyway, on to the third uh, issue of the Blues game. Big issue. Well, big issue, and I, I alluded to uh, earlier on having these meetings with uh, West Midlands Police where they got together uh, 10, 12 uh, various different fans, mm. Villa fans from different groups, disabled group, different Lions group, groups myself, people who do travel, away travel. And we, you know, we bashed it out, discussed uh, what happened last year in the Villa Blues games, and you know where there was room for improvement. And obviously, put it, you know, we put it out on our various channels. Uh, if anybody else had any questions uh, mm. to take to this meeting, you bring all viewpoints and questions to the table. And so, you know, the main things were this, the hold back, the police escort, the hold back last year wasn't. Uh, I think was it forty minutes wasn't very well communicated. Actually, on ground level, when it happened, there was nothing on the tannoys or anything like that. So, you know, the police took this uh, on board and they said ideally we're looking not to have a holdback a couple of days before the game suddenly network rail get in touch uh, with the club and say oh yeah we've got engineering works uh, so there's going to be no trains no trains is it duddleston mm. no trains before one thirty, and suddenly uh, that kind of threw the police a curveball so they had to uh, start to make other plans and what they basically did was revert to last season's plans mm. and but still you think in 40 minutes they're going to shave what like 10 minutes of that Oh, no. I mean, I, I haven't actually spoken to somebody face-to-face who went uh, to see if it really was 90 minutes, but that seems to be what everybody's saying on social media. They were held back for another 90 minutes. I mean, if watching Bonkers. the game wasn't bad enough, you've got to, got to go through the motions. Or You know, when nil-nil, you're thinking, oh, at least you can get out of here. Yeah. 
no, no, no. <laughs> you could have left at 85 minutes and got out the ground. And then the doors swing shut and you're stuck. Mm, I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And the, the police reason was there was, what, two two fifty blues fans hanging around uh, waiting for people? Supposedly. And it's the logistics of, of St Andrews, isn't it? For anyone who knows, is that you, you crawl up the hill and then you turn left into, into the paddock of the away end and coming out. I mean, they've, they've tried different things over the years. I mean, I remember the night game where yeah. they tried to filter people out. I can remember the, you know, another another time where they, they put police down the middle of the road all the way down and then it sort of ended at the, ended at the island at the bottom. It became a free-for-all. So there's, just, there's no uh, perfect... It's a perfect storm, yeah. I suppose. Anyway, they do it. I'm, I'm just looking at the police, uh, the Aston Villa West Midland Police Division Twitter account as we speak, and they've just posted... Uh, well, no, sorry, they posted earlier on an example of some of the items thrown at police <laughs> yes, officers. I did see. <laughs> I think they're trying to uh, get more attention away from these clappers. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I did look because I had to Google what it was. What are they? What What are they? They are. the the, the You're looking, I'm assuming, at the hooped things that look yeah. like... Like the brass is like something from Peaky Blinders or something. They are well, f- funnily you should say that that they are things that hold scaffolding together. You know, as you uh, ah. And, but the, if they're the if it's the photo you're looking at, it's the, it's the they're quite rusted metal. Yeah, they look you know, like brass, don't they? They're no longer used, I don't think anymore. So they're quite, so someone's clearly gone into the workshop and gone right. What what really won't I need to use on Monday? <laughs> and they've picked up the, I mean, pretty hefty gear, isn't it? Because it's, yeah. it's a big big kit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Not to nice. any uh, anybody out there, we're, we're describing these. There's a ruler next to them, and uh, they're pretty big. They are big. They're about about four or five inches long each, a solid kind of brass metal. Right, let's go into the game, into the yes, game. Yes, the game. This is what we were kind of predicting when we when we spoke uh, on the show about this game. Uh, mm. You were kind of hoping Villa would score an early goal. It would open it mm. up, open mm. the Blues up, and pray to the God of goals that uh, there would be a few. But yeah. uh, the real reality is, and it's hard to do a podcast talking previewing a game that you know is going to be pretty dire. And, but <laughs> but to be on, but to be honest, yeah, uh, I thought it, I thought it was a better that's contest true. than both of those games last season. I agree, and and I, though I thought people saying all oh, the first half was dire. I would dis- I, I'll take what the BBC described it as tense. It was a tense game where two teams who, yeah, partly what we predicted really that Cottrell's clearly set the Blues up to not concede as many goals because they were shipping goals. They were they were tight. It took them some time to get uh, Yotta fit and ready. And I was terrified from the second he picked up the ball. Hotter. Oh God, this is going to be like Brentford. He looked good. Uh, I mean, he and did. he. He suddenly instantly gave Blues a, a threat going forwards, and they they look yeah. kind of like a live wire team. I mean, they set up a, set up a, exactly how we predicted they would, uh, as they mm. did against Cardiff with those two yeah. deeper midfielders, and then three with Hutter started on the right hand <sighs> side, didn't he? Because I think yeah. they just thought go for go for Hutton, just go for him. And to be honest, uh, Hutton, I thought. Did a pretty good show. My, my Put on a Hutton good show. The game. Well, the, the way that that, that Yotta plays is he, he does a little bit hotter. Are we going with hotter? Hot, hotter. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like a <laughs> J's are like H's. Hotter. The way with hotter is that he he cuts inside, doesn't he? So you yeah. think it's like Snodgrass, but with better hair. <laughs> he, he troubled Hutton, and I think they clearly said, "Well, if we're going to have any luck, it'll probably be there," and, and he cut in nicely. But it did give them a focal point immediately, didn't it? And it, it got the crowd going a little bit. Yeah. With that said, with that said, I just thought the first half was quite entrenched play, wasn't it? Though I think the, neither of the midfields really got on top. And uh, well, the interesting was... thing, sorry, going back, going back to Hotter, mm. is he's cutting in on uh, Hutton's preferable foot, correct foot, yeah. 
Yeah. So it kind of worked to Hutton's advantage the way he was playing there. I think that's why he pretty much had him in his pocket for most of the game. I mean, he looked good when he when he had the ball in the middle of the park and he was you know running at Villa, but you know we're mm. not in the danger area. But no. when he was in any uh, let's say zone of any intent, Hutton was normally kind of sorted it out. Another thing that Hutton sorted out pretty well was there was a big tussle between Vassell and Terry, especially mm. the first twenty minutes, half an hour. Terry was, I mean, I thought Terry was personally my man of the match and yeah, Terry dealt yeah. with Vassell very well but you're thinking big big lump up front younger as is, is he going to wear Terry down but I think Terry uh, made some captain decisions whispered in Hutton's ear and Hutton took out Vassell and that was the end of him for the rest of the game well, Hutton was an extra <laughs> just, set just my theory anyway name, just it? my theory <laughs> yeah uh, he got creamed didn't he at the first opportunity <laughs> by Hutton and, and he gave it the I'm alright hobbling around job before having to lie down crying <laughs> he got Hutton. But well I mean, this, we, I, yeah, I mean, Hutton kind of earned back some of the uh, wages uh, we had to pay him when he was in the bomb squad with that one. I thought <laughs> Hutton's a funny one because people will be saying now, well, you know, he's he's played well over the last few day uh, games. Um, does he keep Neil Taylor out of the team now? And you know my views on Hutton. I think he tries very hard. I do think he's got a mistake in him and an overall quality for me. I'm not doing any revision on re- revision on no. Hudson. I mean, you know, he's he's a backup player now and he's he's doing a good job while Taylor's out. And you know, yeah, that's I how think it that's is. the way to pitch it, isn't it? It's not nothing personal. I just yeah. think that Taylor's a better play, overall player, better the game. In terms of the chance, best chances. I mean, Villa almost self-destructed twice. Oh, we almost went full incoming, didn't we? Yeah, Sam Johnson went instead of kicking it out of his hands, he decided to roll it oh. out. But uh, Blues, uh, the furthest man forward, actually uh, was kind no, of wise to that. Yeah, chased it down. Johnson launched it straight into him and it rebounded past him and uh, was what was it, about a metre wide? Do you know, the what? last place I expected that? that to end up was wide. I don't know about you. Yeah, it was actually closer, closer, a bit too close for comfort there. I mean, it wasn't that much made about it, really, apart from... Well, no, I think jo- Johnson, Johnson had a good game otherwise. I mean, he pulled off a yeah. couple of smart saves low to, I think it was uh, Davis there, Davis and, uh, and Hotter. But he also pulled off a couple of good-headed saves from... Uh, was for yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to dwell on it. You know, everybody has a... I think you'll learn from that one. But, but he was, you know, this is... A, it was one stupid, of the, though. This is one of the games where, as a Villa keeper, you're going to be under the most pressure. <laughs> so he did well He did well to uh, get through it. So that should be the positivity yeah, yeah. that we uh, that we kind of angle yeah, yeah. there for. Uh, Horahan, again, it's just one blip. Uh, Horahan fell asleep and passed yeah. it straight to Hotter and... and all, all the gear, no idea in that finish. It's all right having a headband and flowing lifts, locks. and Yeah, maybe the Pep Guardiola was right. Pep Guardiola was right. If they'd have been playing with one of the mighty Star Wars balls, it would never have happened. It would never have happened. <laughs> but if, as they were playing with one of these unplayable balls that he keeps talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a terrifying so, yeah. moment, though, because, again, as, as Villa fans... You, uh, you, you almost resign yourself to oh it's one nil don't you that's just been the norm for so <laughs> many years I was thinking oh, maybe, maybe we can score two you know, <laughs> before it even hit the top of the the tilt but, 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 yeah. but I think it was one of those get where oh Blues haven't taken two guilted chances here we might we might do a smash and grab on this one and pr- I yes. think we should have because late on uh, after a couple of switches I mean the first the first substitute that happened was it Yedinakon for. When Yedinak came on for Snodgrass, I thought, oh, Bruce is playing for a uh, a nil-nil here if he's taking Snodgrass off. And uh, obviously putting uh, Yedinak at the back. I mean, statistically, Yedinak won more headers 
by mm-hmm. twice uh, of his teammates, and he was only playing uh, half an hour. Like, <laughs> yes. So that just shows you the the, uh, the impact. I thought the changes were really astute. I don't think they were logical at the time, but as the, as they all came to play, it swung the game back in our favour. He brought Yednak on, and he, and he basically man marked um, Undoy, marked him out of the game, and, and and the way that we can use Yednak is he anchors into the basically an extra centre half, isn't he? There's no two. We just become but I, yeah. But I think when Davis came on for Hurahan, that Yednak wasn't that deep, or Whelan came forward a bit more to compensate, and that's mm. when the substitutes kind of made sense, and, and it yes. kind of changed yes. off our shape a little bit more. Yes. And I rate Davis. I mean, Codger, if he's injured for three months, I'm, I'm happy with Davis, to be honest. It's a funny chat that more and more people seem to be having, isn't it? That I've had this chat with a couple of people today that you wouldn't have foreseen it even a few weeks ago, I don't think. But now people are... I think it's about... I don't want to say attitude as well. Is it? Is it that? Is it? Is it all about form? Davis seems really switched on, really switched yeah. on, and actually has... Seems like the type of player that you might want to get you out of the dis- out of the division as well. That Codger every time he plays, he's he's always he just you'd look at him and you just think, well, I think he's better than I better yeah. than I could even have hoped for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's, and that is a pleasant. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Because the other thing to reflect upon is that Hogan hasn't looked anything like that type of player, has he? No, he's not looking... You're not... When he comes on, you're not expecting anything now. You're and not, this is you? the second you're time. Uh, I think he came on against Wolves for 10 minutes. Yeah. Four, again, four touches of the ball. That's all he's offering up. I mean, I don't want to detract from the, the positivity of Davis because I do think that is that is a major plus in this season. But I do think it's yeah. alarming how we've got a... I mean, let's use the lower estimates, a, a £12 million striker who was sticking well, goals away from... I think it was a bit, actually lower than that. I think it's maybe... maybe a bit lower nine, than that. I mean, it's a £10 million. 9-10 nine, nine, with, you know, bonuses. Yeah, yeah. With, with the 12, rising to 12. Um, with some estimates as high as 15, depending on, on which... Carry on. Bait site you read. <laughs> but the... Uh, some people say 20. <laughs> Some, some, it depends what currency. Um, <laughs> the, the point I'm making is that it's just alarming to me that because Bruce will have bought him to 
be firing those goals. And we've seen sniffs of him being able to do it. You know, a couple of good headers, that fine swivel and finish against Wigan that was a you know, superb goal. And then long periods where, yes, he hasn't had a massive sniff, but he looks bereft of confidence. And if you're looking in on him now, you you wouldn't you wouldn't be anywhere near him to buy him, would you, in, in my head? Because you'd be saying, no. well, what, what does this guy bring? And that's so frustrating, well, we'll clearly he has got something. Well, by the time you listen to the show, you'll probably know the extent of Codger's injury. And, mm. I mean, who knows? But, you know, we're not going to scaremonger here. But uh, there may be an opportunity for Hogan and, and potentially the Davis-Hogan partnership to uh, see the light of day more than it has done so far this season. So mm. that would be his chance to uh, redeem himself and put himself forward as a uh, proper member of this squad. Negatron alert. Whelan's face destroyed. Perfect for Halloween. Looks like Frankenstein. Looks like Frankenstein. Moving on. I noticed uh, I was listening back to the Wolves, the Lost Wolves podcast that never went out, which I'll, I'll try to get out for the uh, the patrons yeah. as, a, as a bonus. In that one, you, you were in summation saying I don't see the point of Whelan. Uh, in the last podcast yeah. uh, covering his performance against Fulham, you, you were Team Whelan. So he's a polarising player, but he even polarises... polarises me. <laughs> and, I, and I'm generally quite... Like with Hogan, I'll use Hogan as a very brief example of someone. I'm willing to give people a lot of time, but I, yeah. what I've seen with Whelan is too many Which, games already where... You, I, I was really worried in, I think it was the Fulham game and the Wolves game where I thought, I think if his leg's gone. That wolves, was, that, wolves, wolves! You, 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 you said they've gone. <laughs> I, I was really concerned that his legs had gone, and even against Fulham, he got he got overrun on a number of occasions, and it, it happened early on against the Blues. But, but the, you know, and I'm guilty of of this as as most people is that you can start to think of a player as you're almost looking for the fault, aren't you? Going, oh, yeah, well, it's just that's yeah. just Whelan, and that's not true. It's not true, and least of all against the Blues because there were a couple of things, or more than a couple of things, that happened. To evidence that is that one, he gave, he left nothing on the pitch. You yeah. know, he, he he physically, you know, he, he took a battering and obviously got a nasty gash below the eye and covered in blood. I'm sure people have seen the, the photos and, and, and saw it live. The other thing was that he was um, awarded the the man of the match by by Sky or by the the Opta Stats people because the stats for his game were just they were great. The amount of interceptions, blocks, the unfashionable yeah. dirty work he did it really well over ninety minutes. Well, his his stats are normally pretty good. Uh, he's he's somebody yeah, like this. As well. When you look through the lens of social media, mm. like a player can do 10 okay things and won't even get a mention. Does one mess up, like gives away that free kick that led to the Fulham goal, it's all over yeah. social media. Yeah. You know, he's an arsehole, get him out, blah, blah, blah. If there's any player I watch the most closely, it is Whelan. Because, like yourself, I'm thinking, am I guilty of uh, just not looking deep enough to what he's actually doing here? Because many players that go uh, underappreciated, they you know, always look back to Kevin Richardson. I mean, he was the goddamn mm. captain of a successful Villa team. Mm. And sometimes mm. you thought, if you're just watching the game casually, you're thinking, well, you know, actually, what Richardson do? Because he's doing the things that, uh, you know, they're not going to make uh, the highlights real. And, and that's a that's a really good point, actually, because 
as I was, I mean, I was looking at my ratings for the game and getting that up, and the, it suddenly dawned on me that Anoma had had a god-awful game of football, really, yeah, very I, anonymous. I, f- I forgot he was playing, and I, and I thought, exactly. I mean, we, we spoke on the last, in the preview of the game, that he's the potential key to this game. Well, he's a very young player, and, and, and in, you know, in my review of the game, I would say, look, young players do have games where they're, the game passes them by, or, you know, for whatever reason. But I thought that yeah. in, in the context of how we're talking about how polarised Whelan is and how he He's become almost the new Bakuna for some people in this quest yeah. for a scapegoat, almost. That actually, you don't necessarily see reality in front of you because Anoma had a had probably perhaps his worst game in a Villa shirt. And we, you know, I, I've certainly been one of his biggest advocates and see him as one of. That's what I said on my ratings. Have you been copying my ratings? Co- copy paste. Busted, um, <laughs> busted. <laughs> Is that really what you said on it? <laughs> exactly, you know, great yeah. Great Great minds. <laughs> anyway, continue. I'll uh, I'll just send a text a text to my lawyer. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I need to check what time they were posted. Um, so anyway, my point was, I mean, I still see Anoma becoming a good player for Spurs, and you never know what beyond it. But in terms of the Whelan debate, that I've almost had to check myself over the last couple of games because you see this lurching barometer of oh, he's no good, he's shit. And actually, he's actually quite yeah. good. Um, and and when you think back, you know, I watch quite a lot of international footballers. You know, he's he's similarly felt for the Irish national team that I think people perhaps go, would, well, what what does he bring? Would you well, would you compare him to how people see Steve Bruce as a manager in that respect? Possibly. That's a, that's a good point. That effective in, in yeah, I, I can see I can see why why you've made that point actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's one to ponder, people. It, you've you've got me there because it's actually quite true isn't it quite yeah. true end the podcast we're done we're done man we, we've gone deep deep actually we've done the season I think on that note <laughs> but right we'll true, see you next season <laughs> for the promotions reason <laughs> but we've, we have seen that with Bruce though haven't we that he's on a you know we've lost what one in ten or something ridiculous is that it yeah. and it, you know you see some of the stuff on, on Twitter and I wonder sometimes is it just people just firing off bonkers stuff after a few beers or or whatever. There's but. kind of a sh- sheep mentality. People want people to agree with them. I mean, we're not going to go into the uh, nah. the psychoanalysis of Twitter. We'll save that for the next show. But yeah, sometimes you have to look at things a bit more soberly and actually take yourself mm. out of yourself and just say you know, yeah. what actually is happening here in the in the cold light of day. Moving on, uh, as I said at the at the top, I thought the Blues were actually much better than I expected. I expected them to be a bit more. The game would go to the pattern of would have a bit more possession mm. and they would uh, you know attack only occasionally on the counter. But ultimately, it was kind of well balanced game and chances and whatever. But you know, I thought. Hotter provided that spark, and Mark Roberts for them, uh, their centre back. Did you see how fast he was? He was very, very pacey. He was blazing from one end of the pitch to the other to break up Villa attacks. I was quite, quite astounded by his speed stirring. I think that the thing I took from the game was, and it's classic Villa, isn't it? As well, that in the lead up to the derby, that they were before you know Cottrell was appointed, even they were they were rocking badly, weren't they? Blues and on a trajectory yeah. to to nowhere really. And they've had a, couple, a few weeks to stabilise. And to be fair to Cottrell, you can see with the formation that he's adopted. And I mean, we were joking in the last podcast about the, the amount of players that they've used. You know, he's trying to home in on a on an eleven there. And obviously, with Hotter coming in, their biggest spend wasn't he in the transfer window. Yeah, there there is method to the madness, really. I, I don't think necessarily Blues are a good team. But I think they're not nearly as bad as I think what I expected to see, and that kind of echoes, I suppose, what what you're saying. Obviously, we saw enough of them to suggest I think they'll be a decent team at home. I mean, they beat Cardiff and Sheffield Wednesday one nil, yeah. and they, des- yeah, they deserve they deserve those wins. 
And I think they'll yeah. do all right uh, at St Andrews. Then I think. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd be surprised here. Yeah. Another team. Who were you? Were you slagging Preston off earlier on in this? Oh no, it was Cardiff that you know. Uh, give it time. Give it time. Preston actually started off very good, and they they had a mm. difficult. Sorry, this is the next game. I mean, we're crossing our fingers we can get it out in time for the Preston game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got previous. Preston started off the season very well, and they they had a tough fixture list, and they had to play some of the say the tougher teams that you would expect to do well, and they coped with them very well. Mm. And uh, kind of hit a bit, bit of a sticky patch at the moment, but uh, Alex Neal is still talking about promotion. But I think they they were doing better away from home. I mean, that recently their home form stuttered, and and what I'm get alluding to is this is I think this is an easier game than the Blues game uh, in terms of being in a, an away trip. Ooh. I mean, recently, I, oh yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah. They recently got beat at home by Brentford three two, and drew with Sunderland, and Sunderland also drew with, drew with Millwall, and yeah, Sunderland mm. are bottom three. Mm. So these are the last three games. I mean, it's been you know it's almost approaching. Wait, it's like six weeks since they last won at home when they beat Cardiff. But so I I think they're there for the well not well they are there for the taking. So uh, you know they're not in the playoffs anymore. So this is a team that are kind of starting to slip, and yeah. they're going to have to uh, pull out a big result if they want to pretend that they can stay in with the playoff places or if they're just going to have a kind of middling mid-table season yeah uh, I think Preston away is without wanting to say and patronising to the opposition is, is is that not the kind of well they beat us last year they, well they no, they did and that's why well, what I'm about to say will hopefully resonate a bit more I guess is that aren't these the kind of games that we should be circling that if we're going to be promoted that these are the games that we win away from home in a promotion yeah. season I, I think that they are and, that, and that's not supposed to be with any disrespect to Preston I think that we've got to be going <laughs> probably like other teams will probably look at Blues really I think the Derby situation takes throws a bit of a, a tombola result for, for, for that game but you look at Preston yeah. and I think We've really got to be going there looking to win. We've really yeah. Uh, well, as I said, the, their to... last yeah their last three home games have been teams that are fanning around at the bottom of the table, and they've yeah. picked up two points out of nine. So you know, Villa shouldn't be in a donating mood at the moment. I think no, uh, I don't no, think no, I, no. I mean I don't know what Codger's situation is, but I I mm. I, I, I think uh, Davis will be uh, spearheading the attack there. It'd be interesting if a Nomar uh, gets selected after the uh, the blue should go missing. See you know. I think we're in a much better shape than when we went there last season. We, you know, we all know what the outcome of the defeat there. Was. The the thing about where we're at now, and you know, we're in six, we're in, we're in good shape. What we don't want to be doing is sort of flirting around the edge of the playoffs. I think we need to start to be chipping away at giving you yeah. know, giving teams up above us something to think about, and also starting to make teams below us get them on the chase. You know, don't don't be giving them a situation where if we win one week and they you know we lose one week and they win and they can go above us and that. No, let's start getting a bit of a run together, you know, a proper yeah. winning run. And winning away from home to really put the, the away hoodoo to bed. I, mean, it's, I think somebody mentioned to me on uh, Twitter that, I mean, after Vold's beat us, and they beat us well, yeah, yeah. a lot of Villa fans thought, well, that's the, the league is theirs, so uh, <laughs> there's only second place to battle for now. But as uh, yeah. somebody termed them uh, on Twitter to me, uh, they're not the Terminator that everybody thinks they are because they got beat by QPR away. And uh, mm. I mean, last week they played uh, Preston. They were three nil up, and uh, yeah. Preston managed to peg them back to three two. I mean, yeah. they lost. Preston got a man sent off in the in injury time, so you know who knows? They might have pulled that one out of the fire. But they're not. Yeah, they're not the uh, the Terminators just yet. So if Villa Villa just got to find their their way, their style, and uh, I think we mentioned the word swagger last time. They still they're not entering yeah. games with that confidence that hey, we're going to wipe you away. No, and I, I mean I've got two two things to say about the top 
top of the league, really. I mean, one of my close neighbours is a big Wolves fan, and their view was that they're far from the complete article and, and expects Wolves to... Where do you live? Well, I li- Mordor. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, sorry. <laughs> I knew, I knew I will wash their trotters when they enter the house next. The the thing about Wolves is what I'm hearing is that they they don't they've got a good group of players but they need more and they expect to be looking in the transfer market in January that if they're up and up there they think that their owners will bankroll a, a big push really. The the, yeah. the other thing that that catches my eye in the league at the moment is is obviously Sheffield United are getting good good press and they're doing well at you know obviously top but they've lost almost was it four in four of the fourteen games they've lost? That's almost a third. And I think uh, the point well, that I'm that making is no- that that means nothing if you're top and <laughs> clean and you're top. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, I think last season that there was a clear couple of teams, wasn't there? Who you thought, right? They're gonna they're gonna run with this, and it's one or either that are gonna finish one two, and then the rest of you you can you can muck it out for the the playoff spots. Yeah. Uh, don't we need to be the team that's gonna be asking that question? And kind of what I'm saying about the Preston game: go there and win, and yeah. it 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 makes a statement to other teams. I think that around that you're right, you you're actually on some some trajectory up to upwards here. And I think if we got up there, I just wonder if we got up there, David. That we've, I think we could have a good run at it. Yeah, at the moment there's still there's, there's a lot of riders in the race, and oh it's yeah, yeah. Time. we're all jockeying, we're jockeying. And there's there's <laughs> going to be, I mean, over the obviously the winter period where the games come fast and furious, that's mm. when I think uh, the real deals will start to emerge, and I there's a potential because there's so many games. If you can string them together, then you can start to uh, shoot away. So on that note, let's shoot away ourselves Indeed. and maybe we will uh, have another episode this week, uh, Après le Preston. Uh, anything else you want to say before we uh, go away? To be sure. <laughs> Cut that out. What's he talking about? Listen to the last episode. And on that note, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. My old man said... Negatron alert! Whelan's face destroyed. Perfect for Halloween. Looks like Frankenstein. Looks like Frankenstein. <laughs> I don't need to put the effects on anymore. <laughs> I tell you what. It's a good job I bought a detached house. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.